We are asked over and over again, how do you find the right phone numbers for the properties you're trying to buy? It is pretty simple. You skip trace the owner and property address. What does that mean? What does skip trace mean? It means you go and find the contact information of the owner of a property. But you don't want to do that one time. Real estate is a numbers game and a people business. You need to work a lot of leads to find motivated sellers. We use an awesome skip trace service that you can upload a giant list of names and addresses all at once, and a few minutes later, you have a ton of phone numbers for prospecting. Visit www.dpipodcast.com forward slash skip trace. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I'm your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. How are you, buddy? Good, buddy. Good. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Right. Uh, we're, we're excited to chat with you guys again today. Uh, we love the feedback. We've had a couple of recent comments, people uh, saying they're glad to have us back on. So... We're glad to be back. Glad to be back. Glad guys. to be recording again yeah. for season two. Hopefully, we're providing value to you, teaching you guys a little something here and there. Yeah, and that's the point. Yeah. Well, and again, we there. we kind of like it, so right. you know, may as well win win, right? Mm-hmm. So today, what are we talking about, Dave? We're going to do uh, what is working in marketing today. All right. Did I word that right? Uh, something like that. We'll something talk. Like that. We're going to talk about marketing. <laughs> Sounds like we're talking about marketing today. Right. Right. So that's the plan. We're basically going to share with you guys what we're doing and, and what's working with us, and uh, you know just what we're seeing from our competitors and other other wholesalers in the space, not only locally but but nationally. So, you know, I think we've talked quite a bit in previous episodes, season one, about you know marketing efforts and direct mail. So direct mail is. Is obviously it's the, a staple. The staple yeah. of what we do in our business, um, and we continue to do direct mail. I've noticed over the last really year, year and a half, that the response rates for direct mail have kind of started to slow down a little bit. And I think that's probably due to competition. Yeah, it's it's definitely a it's a very very competitive market. I think in any market you're in, right? Uh, there's a lot of new people getting into it. A lot of people are sending mail, so it is harder to get attention of somebody who has a property. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also got a lot uh, savvier people. Again, they're gonna they're gonna hang on to the 15 postcards, and when they are ready to sell, they call, call 15. All 15. Right. So you get uh, you get a little bit of that. So again, it is the direct mail has been a bit more of a challenge. Again, I would never cut it off. Um, mm-hmm. As long as we're well, let me let me clarify that. As long as we're still getting a deal out of it, as long as we're still making a profit on it, I wouldn't cut it out. Sure. Uh, if if there's no calls coming in, yeah, eventually maybe it would get cut. But right. uh, for the time being, it is a lower performer, but it is still working. Right. So we do it, and I absolutely would encourage you to keep doing it. Uh, right. If you're starting, it's a great way to have inbound calls coming in. 
I mean, people who are interested in selling calling you versus having to go out and find people that are interested. That's true. So, uh, and so uh, obviously, direct mail, as Mike said, is one of the staples in this business. Let's cover the. Let's cover a couple other that we do too. Yeah. So one, one that I want we'll to mention really quick before for I forget, it. but uh, so one of our, we had a coaching call with one of our students uh, just yesterday, and I asked him. I said, "Have you posted on Facebook yet that you buy houses?" He said, "No, I've been meaning to do it." And I was like, "All right, stop what you're doing right now and make the post. It'll take you 30 seconds." And um, I wanted to just kind of, I wanted to, you know, just talk about this real quickly because um, if people don't know what you do, if you keep your business a secret, the only person that you're really hurting is yourself. So you want to get out and you want to tell people, hey, I buy houses. Post it on Facebook. Post it on social media. 100%. That's my favorite quote is, no matter what business you're in, you're in the business of marketing. And Facebook is great. Social media social marketing basically get out there and just say hey i'm buying houses let people fact, know that you're in the business and it's funny because and that's a free channel for marketing absolutely 100 percent free right. your friends or whoever your mom clicks like friends of friends your mom clicks like and then somebody she knows sees the post right i mean it's 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 unbelievably powerful you need you need to do it that's mm -hmm. it's funny because I just can't believe we will let it go that long and didn't catch the fact that he hadn't done that yet. Right. So, oh no, I haven't done that. Well, what? What? Yeah, you got to do that. Right. I mean, <laughs> me and Mike get several deals a year from friends of friends. Basically, yeah. people like I said, or that Mike said that you know we'll post online. Hey, and the post that I do, I copy and paste it every three or four weeks. It just says, hey, Facebook friends or people that I don't speak to or see that often. Just a quick reminder: I buy houses for cash. So if you or anybody you know has a property that they need to sell call me mm -hmm. maybe I can help and that's it keep it short and simple and I think my post is actually probably half the number of words I just used mm, yeah I mean it's small yeah. but basically what happens is people will share that post or friends of friends will see it whenever they like it you know and it, and it kind of has a ripple effect where it goes down and I bought we bought a house just yeah. a couple weeks ago from somebody that that we I didn't even personally know but they were a friend of a friend they're like hey my friend said that you buy houses and if I wouldn't have shared that information with the world on social media, that would have been one less well, deal that they would have been I can't able to tell do. you how many people, like just from high school or college or whatever, that are just like, oh, I know you buy houses. Would this, are you interested in this? Are you we're interested try, in this we're one? trying to sell right. our house. All right. You've well, talked to them in years. Yeah. I, exactly. It was somebody I would probably never <laughs> or talk to you pick again. up the phone. I don't have their phone number in my phone, <laughs> right. but yeah, they're reaching out to you. It's right. great. It's great. So, no, that's really good. I'm glad you so, had I'm sorry I went off on a tangent on that, but that, that's very powerful, guys. I think people forget to do that. Yeah. You know, well, don't, I can't, don't, don't keep your business a secret. Yeah, I can't believe we hadn't harped on that more. Right. So, yeah, it is. It's really good to, to keep that in mind. So, let's so talk. direct mail, social media, guys. Definitely use social media. Bandit signs, Bandit I think, signs, is next. Yep. Bandit signs are great. We still use bandit signs in our business today. We are a big, uh, big fans of Bandit Signs. So we got Bandit Signs. We've also got the Bandit Signs on wheels on the back of cars. Yep. Uh, we've also got just the magnets for our personal vehicles, so you can take it on, pull it off if yep. you want to. Mm -hmm. uh, so lots of different ways to kind of utilize Bandit Signs. If door you... hangers. Mm -hmm. People have, you know, we, we have door hangers. I have them in my uh, in the door of my car, and if I drive by a house that looks like it's run down or vacant, I'll go knock on the door, and if there's nobody home, I'll leave a little hanger on the door. And if they have a, a storm door, even better, because that hanger will be protected from the weather. And mm -hmm. if they don't come back home for four months, it'll be there when they get home. Mm -hmm. You know, so basically just getting the message out to as many people as you possibly can. And I haven't done it in a while, but posting on Craigslist that you buy houses. We have virtual assistants that do that every yeah, week. Okay, that's why I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> right. uh, You've outsourced that at this point. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I forget, you know. Yeah. Right. yeah. So posting on uh, on sites like Craigslist or isn't the other one Backpage? 
Uh, eBay there's, classifieds. There's a couple of them like that. Yep. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're not as popular, but you know, Texas, I think, is probably your best bet. Mm-hmm. But you know, in some markets, you may have five or ten people posting, so it can be competitive. But just because they're doing it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Oh, you know, you know what's funny? Come across those. We ads. talked about Facebook, but we didn't even talk about Facebook. Facebook now has become they pretty have powerful. a marketplace too now. Well, and they become pretty powerful for local areas. So if there's like a local market in your area, you can post in there. Hey, I buy houses in, uh, it's like one of the neighborhoods in our community in Baldwin. So there's like a West County Baldwin group. Kirkland, so like, hey, I'm looking for a house right. in Baldwin. Anybody know anything for sale? So again, there's there's lots of ways to use social media and really kind of plug into that. That's that's another kind of relatively free. I mean, it is yeah, free. It is free. Way to post and right. try to find deals. So other than the free sources online, with uh-huh. Facebook and Craigslist and so on and so forth, there are paid sources as well. So we we're have, starting to uh, power up here too in the effectiveness of our ad, of our marketing efforts. Here yeah. Too. So so, no, so these these ads that we're going to talk about next they have a cost, but you're also going to be getting higher motivation of people that are going to be using these forums. So or these sources. So the the two main that come to mind would be um, like creating a Facebook ad, which would then have like a small commercial or a picture. And then they click into that and there'll be a small form that just says, hey, you know, let us reach out to you, provide us your name, phone number, address, and you know, one of our people will contact you immediately if they don't want to call the number that we provide mm-hmm. right then and there. Um, and then I think the most expensive form of marketing as of today would probably be other than like television or radio or billboards, which are all other sources of great marketing, mm-hmm. um, would be like pay-per-click. Through AdWords, well, it's Google. our most—it's our most expensive. Our most today, expensive today, for sure. Right. So, pay-per-click is is expensive. Uh, I mean, we can pay upwards of what 20, 30 bucks for a click. Upwards of thirty bucks in yeah. some time frames, yeah, for yeah. one click, which is great because you know you're typically going to have you you kind of you kind of notice that the the more money that you spend on your marketing campaigns or per lead within a campaign, you're going to get a higher. Um, level of motivation typically not always yeah I mean again so that, that's per click though so it's really per closed deal uh, or even just per appointment yeah you may have it five clicks down. that don't even call or fill the form out right and then of those of that you may have one click that's a that's an appointment but then you may only have one deal out of every four or five appointments so you have to run your numbers I mean you could end up spending anywhere between 200 and 500 dollars per deal but if you're netting out five to seven thousand on a deal, or even fifteen thousand on a deal, it's worth it all day long to do so. So you got to just kind of keep your eye on these numbers. But yeah, absolutely. yeah. So pay per click is great, huge performer right now. Um, again, I think it's because, and this is just my hypothesis, is that because the market is a little bit competitive or a little bit more flooded, the cheaper methods of advertising just aren't working as well. Well, the, so like the barriers direct- to entry are lower. There you so go. you have a lot more people that are that are using those channels. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, going on Craigslist and saying I buy houses, like it's free for you to do that. So the barrier to entry is very low. So anybody that wants to get into wholesaling or isn't wholesaling can easily go do that. Mm-hmm. They don't have to have a budget to do that. Well, a budget and then the skill set too. Google AdWords is way not, over my pay easy. grade. Yeah. Way over my pay yeah. grade. To I do mean, it right I, and make it effective. Well, to actually get the leads like we want. Right. Yeah, I mean, we you know we played with it for a long time, yeah, then we had to outsource it. It's not worth trying to learn it. Yeah, I we had to outsource say it. outsource it is your best bet at this point. Yeah, I mean, again, that's our personal opinion. I think we're both relatively tech-savvy individuals, oh, too. Oh, for sure. So it is, uh, again, if it's if it's your full-time thing and you really like it, if that 
is your thing, then go for it. But yeah, I would recommend uh, trying to find someone to help you run your campaigns. That's true. And that's going to add to the cost as well. That's but, true. Hey, it's part of the I game. I think the main point though is like there's really no right answer to marketing. Do it. There's really no what. Do it. You nailed it. Nike, man. You Nike, nailed the it. shit, man. We got yeah, mean, just do it. It's like people ask me all the time. Well, how many letters should I send out, and what what frequency? It doesn't matter. You know, like <laughs> if you haven't sent a letter out yet, you know, like it does. Like you are thinking way too too into it. Yeah, it's true. Just get buy some stamps and draw, write letters and throw them in the mail. You can use a crayon. I buy houses right. and your phone number. Just throw it matter. in there. It doesn't yeah. matter. And I think it's so funny online too, Mike. You you probably agree with me on this, but when people are like, "Oh, we've tested the direct mail for years." And we have the secret letter, the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you you know, I, I don't disagree that certain things that you do on your letter may help increase response rates. But if you're in that analysis paralysis, like I need to have the perfect letter and you just wait and wait to not to send it because you want to make it right, you're, you're hurting yourself. That's true. And we'll, we'll kind of talk out of both sides of our mouth on this right. one because I agree with that as well. We've I mean, spent you thousands of dollars on seminars to increase our response rates. But at the end of the day, it's like if somebody wants to sell their house mm -hmm. and they get a letter from you, they're going to call no matter if you have a cute picture of a puppy on the letter or not, <laughs> or a PS at the bottom. I mean, yes, there's little things you can do to help, but at the end of the day, it's not gonna be that much different. Right. Like you, you said earlier, use a crayon. Yeah. It's gonna be the same thing. It's probably gonna have the same, maybe a higher response. Maybe even a higher we response. We should do that. Let's right. test it out. Let's we'll, test we'll it out. We'll cram some up here later today. Yeah, and you know, A-B split test, guys. You know, try a couple or of the secretary, couple that way. The next time the secretary's daughter's in, we'll have her we'll write have up a her bunch of them We'll have her write up a couple of them, of them. right. Six or seven year old kid, Yeah, that'd be perfect, you know? man. Test it out, but the key is, is do it. You just said it perfectly, Mike, do it. Get out there and drop some letters in the mail. We have no affiliation with Nike. I just like to say no, that. No, not at all. Uh -huh. um, or uh, Harry's Razors. <laughs> Are they do it too? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, though, you know, get out there, hang some bandit signs up, guys. Post on Facebook. You know, post online. Post post on uh, on Craigslist. If you have a budget to do some AdWords or some or some paid advertising, it doesn't have to be Facebook. It could be Instagram or Twitter or whatever social media site you like to use. You know doesn't matter um, create some campaigns and get out there because again the, the wider reach that you have to show people what business you're in the easier it's gonna be for people to do business with you. oh let's talk about the other one we haven't even talked about it yet what is it is uh, cold calling oh cold calling yeah it's been huge lately yeah well that's what you said your phone's melting oh my yeah. yeah so uh, pro tip don't use your cell phone <laughs> when you're cold calling because Whenever you get in the car and you want to drive somewhere, you'll have five or seven missed calls. Well, and again, so in Dave's defense, Ooh, it's frustrating. we've changed phone systems recently. Yeah. And yeah, right. so he was using his cell phone to make a lot of calls. Oh, and uh, yeah. And I don't mind it. I could care less if my phone's ringing or not. But it, it's frustrating whenever you're driving and you get a call because you're not prepared. And it, it, it changes the whole scenario whenever you're in front of a laptop. And we use Podio. We've talked about it several times. But you can go in and you can, you know, maybe type that phone number in. You can see, oh, this is Jim at, you know, 123 Main Street, and I called him six days ago. Like, that gives you a little bit of information, which is power. Oh, hugely right? powerful. It's powerful. Whereas, versus you just pick up the phone and say, hey, this is Dave, and they say, hey, this is Jim. I'm calling you back. Well, it's like, all right, well, now you gotta, I'm in a you position. you got to fish for details. Without, I'm in a position without any power now. And it's like, okay, I've called 600 people in the last three days. Right, but you can't tell Jim that. You can't tell Jim that, yeah. though. So it's like, okay, now where am I at? So I think the, the main point is we don't you know, beat, beat a dead horse with this, though, is 
you know, get a dedicated phone line for this to where if you're not in front of your computer when they call back, they can leave a voicemail or you can see them miss call. Mm-hmm. And there's free sources out there like Google Voice. Yeah, and we were, and we were just talking about Skype, setting Google you Voice. up. we got to get the Google Voice set up and then have it go back into our into podio our system. system to have the VA call right. back if you miss a call. But what are we talking go. about whenever we say cold calling? Cold calling. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very basic. So how do we do it? Well, I we mean, buy lists that we mail to. We use the same list that we mail to. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. And what happens is whenever those letters come back, um, well, we know that we've just spent, you know, 35 to 50 cents to get a piece of marketing to somebody that it didn't reach. So instead of throwing that away, we're going to go in and we're going to we're going to skip trace that. And there's tons of places online that you can use to, to, to track somebody down. And we'll essentially try to find the new address and then update our sheet, update our list with that address. So whenever we go to mail a second, a third, a fifth time, we're actually getting that to reach the right person. Mm-hmm. But also, while we're in there, if there's any phone numbers or emails, because we're already in there pulling an address, we're going to take that information and we're going to copy and paste it over into our CRM or our spreadsheet. And we, we may even try to save ourselves the 50 cents on marketing and just pick up the phone and call them. And it's a scenario just like ding, we ding, talked ding, about. Ding, 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 Just like we talked about. We're going to cold call. So we're going to say, hey, Jim, this is Dave. I sent you a mail piece. Well, we might take it back a little. We might be a little nicer. Hey, Jim, it's Dave. Right. A little <laughs> aggressive there, partner. I want to buy that house, Jim. Damn it. So, you know, we'll just say, hey, Jim, this is Dave. I sent you a letter. It came back, and I found your information online, your phone number. I hope I'm not bothering you. But I noticed that you own a property at 123 Main Street. Keep it simple, guys. And Jim will say, yeah, I do own that property. In that scenario, or that that conversation could go a number of ways. It could say, yeah, I live in that property. I'm not interested in selling. Okay, great. Sorry to bother you, Jim. Do you mind if I call you back in six months to a year to see if you're if you're still you know, owning that property. Another scenario could say, yeah, I own the property as a rental and the tenants suck. You guys wanna buy it from me? Great, make me an offer. So this, the conversation can go a multiple of ways. But basically by reaching out to people, and some people out there call it TTP, talk to people. We call it cold calling. Mm-hmm. I don't really wanna to try to rewrite the book here. But you're just cold calling individuals that you know that own properties. Now, is it always gonna be a good idea to just called on the list not necessarily i personally like to call the absentee owned properties or the vacants just because those people have a higher level of motivation to sell that property you would think in theory than the people that are living in their house and have been there for six years they may or may not want to move now we call both though i'm not saying i discount those people but if i have to choose between an absentee owned phone call that i can make versus a owner occupied call i'm going to make that absentee call all day 100 percent that's just yeah. my two cents on it yeah or a vacant or a vacant. vacant house there's there's some motivation there they got to get it rented they got to get it right sold whatever i mean again they've got a liability right there's expenses so there is motivation. yeah so we have uh we we bring our team together once a week on tuesday evenings and we all get together and we cold call as a group and it's fun we all have a good time doing it each person we'll do about two or three hours and each person maybe makes 50 to 70 calls in that time and uh Typically, we'll set at least one or two appointments per person within a two-hour block of just people. And oftentimes, too, if you do call that owner-occupied individual and you say, hey, you know, I'm, my name's Dave. I'm, I'm with Household Easy Properties. That's my pitch. You can use your own. <laughs> but we'll say, you know, I'm, I'm looking to buy properties in this area. And even if they are owner, owner-occupied, um, you know, are you interested in selling your house? Or would you at least like to know what your house is worth? 
And that's kind of a, a good hook to get in the door. And owner-occupied is fine, too. It is. I mean, again, fine. if they're ready to sell, they've lived there and for 30 years. And oftentimes, they may not even be ready to sell. But, but, I, but I, I kind of bait them by saying, aren't you at least interested to know what an investor would pay for your house or what your house is worth? And they say, yeah, that does kind of interest me. So then right then and there, I get to the appointment, and I go out and I build a report. They may not even be a motivated seller today. Mm -hmm. But I don't care because I have the long-term goal in mind. So I'll go out and I'll meet Jane and Joe, for example. Just making up names here. That's weird. Those were my neighbors. Okay. Well, maybe I'm going to buy your neighbor's house Jane at some Joe. point. Yeah. Right, let's, maybe you just called them. Who knows? Maybe that's who it was. But I'll say, hey, Jane and Joe, you know, thanks for having me out. I know you're not interested in selling right now. That's okay. Here's what the comps in the area are selling for. We're going to average these numbers. This is what the property's worth. However, you need some repairs. Either you can make those repairs yourself and get this number, or you can sell it to an investor who's going to discount the property a little bit, take the repairs off, and this is what that number would be. And oftentimes I get out there and I'm educating them, but at the same time I'm building rapport. Oh, hey, Jane, Joe, I like your cat. I have a cat. Mm -hmm. You know, you just start building rapport, become friends with them. And then when you're leaving, you don't have to necessarily pitch them on selling you the house. Instead, you just say, do you mind if I follow up with you in six months or a year to see if things have changed? Right. So you could make your offer then. So you'd say, listen, I'd pay 100000 for us today. and say, oh, we wouldn't even consider that. Then you can yeah, go into the No soft. problem. I wouldn't consider it if I were you either. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> offer. Okay? But your house is worth three times right. that. Right. But stuff happens. And sometimes the scenario will change to where they need that money quick. Right. And that no longer becomes a bad offer. Because mm -hmm. if they wanted to use an agent or whatever else, it wouldn't be quick. It wouldn't be cash. It wouldn't be all the things that we offer. So, again, we've said this in several times in previous episodes, but... You know, we're not out to get people. We're looking for that win-win, and we get it. I I'll even laugh sometimes when I make an offer because it's so bad, you know? <laughs> and people will be like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I say, listen, it's kind of just as crazy coming out of my mouth as it did going in your ears. <laughs> I promise you, you know? But the funny thing is, is people will hang up on you or tell you that you're crazy, and then a year later they'll call you back and they'll say, hey, is that offer on the table still? Yep. And the thing is, is like, no one's laughing at that point. Right. Like, yeah, that was crazy at the time, but now you need that money. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily need that house, but if it's a deal, I'm not going to walk away from it. So therefore, that's my incentive. And your incentive is quick, timeliness, cash, yeah. ease of use. All of the above. Yeah, a good wholesaler does provide value to the market. That's exactly we, right. We basically, so the people are stuck with uh, an asset that's not liquid, and we provide that liquidity. We provide the liquidity. So it is. That's it's so a, true. It's people a, always overlook that. They're like, oh, you guys are trying to steal people's houses or whatever. And Yeah, I can see how that may be a, a perspective. But on the flip side, you just nailed it, Mike. I'm going to repeat what you said because I can't say it any better. We provide liquidity. Yeah. If you have a nice big house and you want to sell it in a week's time and and you want to hire an agent to do so, they may be able to bring in a buyer, but they're not going to be able to close in that amount of time. We're not even close. We can. Yeah, we can so, do it in three days. So you have to go get a loan. I mean, a bank loan is going to take minimum 30 days. Minimum. To, usually it's 45. To, yeah, so again. Or 80. Depends on the bank. You can't eat, you can't eat a house. <laughs> no. All right? So again, if you need cash, you need to sell it, you've got an asset. You need to eat. We can close a lot faster right. than the banks. Right. And again, when you work with a good wholesaler, they can, they can help you do that. Right. So, so then we've gotten a little what's off work, topic Yeah, here, what's though, working guys? in marketing today, guys? Just do it. I right. think that's what we figured out is you have to just do some do marketing. It. Just do something. Yeah, there is a hierarchy to it. Uh, we would suggest, though, in addition to your direct mailing, uh, skip trace some of those names, at least the ones that come back to you at the bare minimum. Yes. Uh, in your really hot areas, we'd say probably just go ahead and skip trace even more of them. 
and start making those cold calls. Yeah, skip trace them, make those cold calls. If you can't reach the individual, but you get a new address, update your mailing list Mm -hmm. so that the mail's not bouncing back. And I think another reason why cold calling has become so popular recently is because it's nobody likes doing it. Let's be honest, like I don't really have fun when I'm sitting back and I'm cold calling, but I like getting the appointment. So to me, it's, it has a value in the end. Uh, there is a reward, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody takes the time to go skip trace. So what they'll do is maybe they'll letters come back and they'll just delete that name off their list. So if you have 40 people, that's an exaggeration, let's say, let's say six people in a marketplace that are mailing to, to an individual and all six of those letters bounce, and only one or two of those people then take the time to skip trace and remail or even call, you have just prevented yourself four competitors for that particular deal either today or down the road. Oh yeah. So it's definitely got a lot of power. But as Mike said, just do it. Do something. All right, thanks for listening guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.